with a strong management team, we can survive anything. A management team, they protect the culture at all costs. They cascade down the priorities. They, they ensure that their people are engaged and they protect the weakness. They, they knock the crap out of the weakness and they challenge each other where their weaknesses are with passion and vigor. Um, so use this year to, to make sure your management team has a cadence of meeting and talking about the right things. Hello, and welcome back to Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan. I am your podcast host, and I'm excited to welcome you to our first episode of 2024. We hope everybody had a great holiday season and are ready to tackle new goals put in place for the year ahead. To kick off our new season of episodes, I have Brian Nolan, our managing partner here at Nolan Consulted Group, to talk about his perspective on 2024, the theme that he is leaning into for the year, and how he's coaching his clients in that perspective. On a quick programming note, Out of the Hourglass will be bi-weekly through January, and we'll return with new episodes dropping weekly starting February 7th. Brian Nolan, welcome to the first podcast of 2024. The eve of 2024 and Nolan Consulting Group's 20th year in business. Pretty big. Yeah, I know it's not the 20th anniversary edition, but uh, safe to say in 2004, the early months, uh, I was going around the country with Kevin speaking at PDCA conferences. So here we are. And uh, a lot has happened in 20 years. Sure uh, just to say, I, I, I think you were 13 years old, Molly, at that time. I was. This is the <laughs> second podcast that I've, that my age has come up, by the way. <laughs> no, yeah. Mike Shannon and I on our, our previous podcast, actually the last podcast of 2023, talking about OMG and how long that organization has been in business. And um, if you didn't know, it's been in business as long as I've been alive. Um <laughs> So uh, we need to get off this trend of talking about my age. Well, you know, podcasts. keep it, keep it young. As long as you're young, if they're talking about my age, it's not a great conversation. Yeah. The thirties so are good. I don't, I don't dislike on. the thirties. So <laughs> 20 years in business. Awesome. We will certainly do a podcast in March, kind of celebrating the the 20th year of being in business and all that, all that you've learned uh, and just kind of look, looking back at the experience, but moving into 2024, Brian, you know, what do you see on the horizon here? What are you feeling? Well, you know, what I'm hearing is a lot of people are nervous. A lot of people have been nervous for, for the last six months to one year, but a lot of, a lot of recession talk. Um, and, and in fact, uh, business is down, uh, but down compared to what, uh, I, I feel like, uh, the early days, 2004, five, six, I'm, I'm going to make 2008 to 2010 sort of not, not withstanding here because that was a great recession. But 2012, 13, 14, this time of year, it's down. It's exacerbated by um, the fact that the COVID dollars, uh, people spent money on, on their home. And we've talked a lot about that in previous podcasts. But now there's a little bit of a travel bug accompanied mm-hmm. by the seasonal decline 
Um, so yeah, it's tougher. It's, it's, we got to get back to uh, blocking and tackling and it's, it, it's harder. Uh, I will say I am not in the corner that there's going to be a recession this year. I think we just have to fight a little harder for the business. Um, so that's my uh, perspective on this. I, I think, you know, it's, it's slow. It's the holiday season, but uh, let's, let's build our, our fortress, Molly. Let's build the inner citadel, which we'll get to. Yeah. How do you, you know, when you, when you look at financial history or, I mean, just the history of the world, there's, there's always patterns, right? We, and we have to be smart enough to recognize that and almost be able to predict when the next thing might happen based upon what we know of the past. So how do we use the the history and the patterns of the past to get better at what's coming ahead next year? Yeah, I mean, we we, we act like we never expect a, a recession. We act like we never expect a downturn. We get bummed. We go into our own depressions. Um, and it, it comes right from last year's sort of book choice, The Obstacle is the Way, uh, where um, he always talked about a pre-mortem where you envision the future and something going wrong and you prepare for it so that when it happens, it's not the belly punch uh, that knocks you out. Um, and so this year, um, I'm coaching around a theme. Do you want to know what, what that theme is, Ma? Let's hear it. Build your inner citadel. Do you know what a citadel is? I do because it. we've been talking about it from a Grand Summit perspective. And I think most people do out there. It's a fortress. Think of a yeah, castle actually, most on a hill. I, I must admit, I had to look it up. I know it's a school. I'm worried about uh, you. But I, <laughs> I had to, it is a fortress, but it's much more fun to say citadel. Um, it is. And uh, I do want to go back. You know, One of my favorite, favorite clients is Ross Forbes from RJ Forbes. Just an amazing man up in Rhode Island, Providence area. Um, he's been talking about becoming bulletproof for many years. I just want to become bulletproof. And, and so I about a year and a half ago, I did this whole exercise with him about what it means to be bullet, bulletproof, where, where the bank is not needed, where there's there's two months of overhead in reserves, uh, where you have systems in, in place. Um, where you avoid the jobs that sink you. So he and I have created um, a bulletproof scorecard. Um, oh, interesting. So, yeah, yeah, which I'm glad to uh, share um, with people. Um, so a citadel is bulletproof. And I want you to picture a castle, um, a castle is meant to last hundreds of years. It prepares for attacks. Um, I do want to go back though to to the book because in, in the obstacle is a way. There's a a chapter called Build Your Inner Citadel, um, and I want to reference one of our great presidents because he references it in, in the book. Ryan Holiday, Theodore Roosevelt grew up as a young boy very weak asthma attacks left him left him bedridden for weeks at a time his father built him a gym he used it to work out every day for five years 
he would say he worked a weakness out of his body. His dad would say, Teddy, you have the mind, you haven't got the body. I'm giving you the tools to make your body. It's going to be hard drudgery, and I think you have the determination to go through with it. So let's let's work the weakness out of our companies. And, um, you know, my dad always said, never take a risk you can't cover. And so I, I'm sort of a uh, conservative investor and business person that way. But never take a risk you can't cover is what this year has to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some passion around this, Ma. I can tell. When you say let's work the weakness out of our companies, to me that has a negative context. So I would love for you just to give some examples of how you how how when you say that what you mean. Like, what are some concrete ways in which businesses can work that weakness that that muscle that needs to be worked a bit harder? Yeah, good. Uh, so let's start with one that's that's always last, and let's make it first: safety. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're in business long enough, accidents will happen. But with, with safety practices, you can put this off. Uh, with a safety culture, so Nolan Consulting has um, a pretty awesome, if I don't say so myself, that the work that all your team did, safety certification program, really, really spearheaded by Paul Cook and Kevin Nolan was a big part of that also. So let's let's work the sloppiness out of our business. Let's make that happen. Um, the weak balance sheets. Let's work the weak balance sheets out of our business. Let's make decisions about spending after we've analyzed the ratios that we have and the ratios that we need to prepare for the inevitable storms. Um, castles have resources in case there are sieges. They have food stored. They have reserves. They have weapons. They have the resources. Do we have the resources to handle situations that w- will come? So it's looking at the core, yeah, the core areas of your business and where are where there are some open holes that you need to spend some time patching up exactly putting some new foundation in putting some you know i'm not good with the citadel uh language but i think i get it i think i get it yeah i mean you know human resources right kevin would would tell you he waited way too long to to invest in human resources i think he's got three people now in the human resource department we are a people business um and I can't tell you the number of lawsuits that I've witnessed from where I stand uh, that employees leave and sue. Um, and so are we giving employees notice and opportunity to get better? Is that documented? Uh, do we do we know the regulations? Do we have the human resources to um, recruit talent? Um, when you have a strong human resource department, you are building a... a citadel against um against the weakness that bad employees can find so in in taking this approach 
in in recommending that companies, you know, build their citadel or or work on the, the structure of their citadel. I mean, you've mentioned a few here. You've mentioned safety. You've mentioned human resources. What are a couple other areas that you see in a lot of companies that we work with that might need that that might need, we need to draw some attention to? Yeah. So I'm, I I I could sing this one on on the on the mountaintop or on the castle top. Uh, it's it's uh, business business development. I'm going to call it relationship development. Um, all of a sudden, the phone stopped ringing. Oh crap! What are we going to do? Oh no! The leads, the leads are weak. The leads are weak. We got these salespeople who are used to going out and you know taking orders, particularly during COVID. Close rates went up. Prices went up. All of a sudden, leads are down. Leads are down all over the country. And I I got on this castle top in 2010. And it, this is an opportunity to build your relationship development systems and have salespeople and maybe hire people who are specifically good at biz dev because we've, we've determined that that is a different skill. But do mm-hmm. not wait. People spend lots of money on marketing. Spend money on biz dev. Relationship sells. I've said this often. We've and relationships are what are when things get tough. Relationships are what tend to stick through. They stick because people want to help each other. Yeah, you know, all things being equal, people buy from people they like. All things not being equal, people buy from people they like. I do think clients are are seeing the the importance behind it. I mean, we just held two uh, biz dev feeling growth workshops in December, which had really really great attendance. We're kicking off in January a a biz dev you know, GC prospecting uh, peer group that has had really great interest. So folks are seeing the need to really invest time and and training and development into this skill because it's not it's not easy. We and yeah, we know so that it's not easy. In fact, it's it may not be hard to launch, but it is brutally hard to sustain it as a core function in your company. So a core function is a function that happens every day, tracked every week, it's repeated, people are held accountable to it, it's measured. And boy, I can count the number of companies that have made it a core function, maybe on one hand. I might I, I might get to my second hand now because I'm seeing a lot of companies <laughs> starting to to take this seriously particularly the good work that um, Mark Mark Repkin and Mike Shannon just did in that mm-hmm. seminar. Yeah. What about what about culture? How do you how do you recognize weaknesses in your culture? But then how do you how do you fix that? And because that's not a lot of things that we're talking about here, there's there's some tangible steps into how to make something better, stronger. We can see it. You know, we have we have the tools on paper, right? We have yeah. the systems, but culture is different because culture is about people. Mm. Yeah. Uh in, in tough times, teams win. And uh teams that 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 snap at each other do not. And so build your uh, your citadel around your around your management team. This is where I'll I'll just speak a little bit to the difference between 
a management team and a team of managers. And there's no, no, no question in my mind that with, with a strong management team, we can survive anything. A management team is almost has a job, a job description. They have the same mission. They protect the culture at all costs. They cascade down the priorities. They, they ensure that their people are engaged. See, a team of managers coming together is maybe you have a sales manager, a production manager, an HR manager coming together at the table to report on where their function is. But a management team is all thinking about the, the achievement of that year's goal, about the winning. Um, they, they, they think ahead and they protect the culture and they, and they protect the weakness. They, they knock the crap out of the weakness and they challenge each other where their weaknesses are with passion and vigor. Um, so use this year to, to make sure your management team has a cadence of meeting and talking about the right things. I just came, came through a season of planning meetings with some really great management teams. You know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, DiStefano Brother Building Builders, to uh, Fitzpatrick, his management team is awesome. Um, I look at these teams as just, they can, not, not just to help you, you, uh, you know, grow, but to help you sustain. I like it. Okay, before we wrap up here, because this is really, this is purely to give you all one kind of perspective going into 2024 and kind of kicking off the year while also uh, dropping some hints around what to expect at the Grand Summit in Savannah at the end of March. We're really leaning into this, this theme that Ryan Holiday spoke to um, in The Obstacle is the Way in our building sessions around that. Uh, but you mentioned at the kind of at the top of a call, Ross Forbes, and you, and you built a scorecard, a bulletproof scorecard. Can you give us some examples of, you know, what the metrics are and how you define them? Yeah. So I, uh, there's several over the banks not needed. So my debt ratio is less than 0.8. My current ratio uh, is over 2.0. Um, my accounts receivable, as measured by day sales, outstanding is less than 45 days. Um, I have documented uh, SOPs in finance, operations, HR, sales. Uh, we have uh, training programs happening around uh, all, all the areas. We have um, a safety score. So we're scoring our ourselves and safety is, is measured uh, measured often. Close rate, uh, we, we close 40% or greater of our bids. Um, for him, the uh, direct-to-owner business represents eighty percent of revenue. They were uh, they were predominantly a, a GC-based business, um, where often they're paid last and and things like that. So, um, we've got uh, revenue goals reached, the profit goal, gross profit goals greater than forty-two percent. Operating profit is greater than seven. Um, so it's about money. It's about systems. It's about the safety. It's about the results to to 
build your your fortress so that a bank can't take you out. I, I remember one client particularly in 2009. I won't I won't mention a name, but they had a, a line of credit owed to a bank. I, I think they owed $190,000. The bank cut their line without notice to 80,000 and they called the money. And it almost put the business out of business. Um, so bulletproof, building a fortress will, will protect that. So companies listening, what is your fortress? What and you know what is your scorecard indicative of a fortress being built that covers every area of your business so that you can sustain a downturn, you can sustain a hurricane. Uh, that's what that's what we're talking about here, Ma. So I'm going to be coaching a lot around that. I you know I I love growth. But a lot of people early on mistakenly thought Summit was about growth. Um, my, my focus is about creating a legacy, creating a business that you can pass on, uh, a, a sustainable business, and growing in a responsible way. I, I do want to mention one more um, piece here to build your uh, citadel, and it has to do with the leadership competencies of your people and making sure you are developing your people to be able to handle the battle. Do you have leadership in, in place all throughout the ranks in your castle? And what weaknesses do, you, do your leaders have and how are you working on those competencies, Mel? One final question for you, going just back to the scorecard. I'd be curious to know how how often do you and Ross revisit this? Is this a every call? Every call. Okay. Oh yeah, every call. I I put bulletproof as the first item. Got it. Yeah, <clears throat> which is you know, good because I, it means that it's constantly top of mind. Top of mind. Every every management team he has. Um, where are we against that? Um, and, and he will tell you he's got some ways to go, um, but you know, and he's. He's he, you know, he's like me. I think he's in his sixties, and he's seen a lot. And when you've seen a lot, you've got to prepare for a lot, because you you're not naive to what what can happen. And uh, so, and I credit my dad for this mindset. Although sometimes I'll tell you that it's a little too conservative my perspective so um but i'm all <clears throat> i'm all about growth as long as you can cover it yes strategic growth yeah and you got you got that, the money that strategic word is 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 key there you can afford to lose if you launch a new program you can afford to lose money because that's a risk reward but what is the risk are we betting the house are we betting everything or uh, can we cover it? Grow with reserves. And that will do it for today's first episode of Out of the Hourglass in 2024. Brian, thank you so much. 
I look forward to uh, getting you on here a couple more times in the next couple of months as we get into the Grand Summit. Thanks, Ma. Happy New Year to you and, and all the people listening. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.